two experts, one show, and everything Riverland football. Seriously, who writes these scripts? <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? Well, at least they love the game. And maybe a... Responsibly, of course. The Kick-Ons Podcast with Lionsy and Dillo, quenching your thirst for the latest in Riverland football. So turn it up. It's the reigning Premier's special this week on the Kick-Ons Early Edition, and we're just 16 days to go until round one. It's our job to bring you everything you need to know ahead of the 2022 Riverland football season. I'm your host, Brennan Lyons. As always, joining me is the man, the myth, the bearded thunder, Nick Dillon. How are you, mate? <laughs> the bearded thunder, mate. That's... That's going to stick. I like that. I'm going to start calling myself that now and just roll it out every now and then. I'm going good, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you changing your, your Facebook profile right now, are you? I might have to. I might do a little graphic up with uh, yeah, Bearded Thunder on there. And What about you, mate? How, how are you going over in Melbourne at the moment? So we've got the uh, the remote call and you're over in Melbourne. We've got the Grand Prix on this week and you're in, in amongst the action. Yeah, mate, right in the thick of it. I uh, got into Melbourne this morning and uh, yeah, it's been a massive day, but the cars are back on track tomorrow, mate. So I'm absolutely chomping at the bit for some Formula One action tomorrow. And um, it's interesting, like it got coming all the way to the other side of the country for a sport that is a world away from, from Riverland. And there's actually a bit of a Riverland connection over here. I was going through the, uh, the pit paddock today and there's a... Um, uh, Formula 5000 car, which is a V8 open wheeler uh, for, for all of our non-motorsport fans out there. And it's got nippies labelled all over it. It looks fantastic, oh, yeah. this this orange car racing around Albert Park. It, it's oh, it's excellent. And it's got a young South Aussie guy in uh, Jake Purdy as the driver. So, yeah, a bit of uh, South Australia uh, right here in Albert Park. Absolutely. It's great to see the, uh, the Riverland out there and on the national, international stage, which is fantastic. Absolutely great day over here and looking forward to a massive weekend and a massive show ahead because uh, we've got uh, – it's got a uh, – we, we've been working on this one for a while and we wanted to get both clubs involved in this one on our reigning Premier's special, mate. So uh, who have we got lined up tonight? Well, of course, we've got the A-grade coach, Josh Fader, who's fresh off a, a couple of flags with, with the Rovers. Um, obviously, the 2020 season, uh, there was no flags, but 2019-2021. So great to have Josh back on the pod. Uh, his ruckman, Zach Gartry, talks to us all th- talks to us about all things ruck and uh, and you know, also a few things about uh, some of his teammates' habits at training and, and things like that. So it was good, good to have Zachy on. And then Jamie O'Callaghan, fresh off winning his first flag with the Ramco Roosters, in the uh, independent competition, Ramco's first flag, of course, since they joined the independent. So action-packed show here, Lonzi. Yeah, mate, looking forward to getting to that one. And I'm looking forward when we get to talk with Zach. I've got a bit of a theory that I'm working on that involves football uh, and basketball. So stick with us because uh, uh, I'm going to test something out here, mate. Um, so we'll work on that when it comes to uh, talking about all things ruck with Zach Gartry. But uh, until then, uh, remember you can keep up to date every week, club by club, downloading the Kick-Ons Early Edition on the Spotify and Apple Podcast Networks and on the Marks Up Facebook page. Don't forget Don't forget to share, follow the Kick-Ons podcast during the RFL and independent seasons. We'd love to hear from you, so leave us a comment. But just before we dive into everything uh, happening uh, in our reigning premieres special, uh, we should mention, uh, as much as we love talking about football, we also love talking about Riverland business, don't we, Dillo? 
We do, mate. And we think it's a pretty exciting opportunity for people to come on board and, and support the Kick-Ons podcast in 2022 once the regular season begins. We've got a few uh, interesting segments coming up, don't we, mate? Should we, should we name them now, some of these segments that we've got uh, coming up that we want people to get on board and support a few businesses? Yeah, we should, mate. We should pump it up because we've had some really great response with our uh, best A team because we love hearing all the interaction and banter there. It's, it's ab- absolutely great that we can get kind of interactive with the show now. So uh, we, we think we should uh, we should take it further to the masses. And uh, look, um, we've, we've been in talks with a fellow who hasn't been seen in the, uh, the Riverland uh, for a while, um, maybe because, uh, well, he maybe hasn't been able to get out of his house, but because uh, <laughs> he loves a schnitzel, doesn't he? He does, and he's come come back with a, a different guys. We won't we won't give away too much yet, but the uh, there's a man who loves eating schnitzels. He's, he's certainly returning, so he, he's got his own little segment, which will be interesting. Um, hopefully, not too uh, bawdy for this show, but uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, we've got some power rankings as well, don't we, Lindsay? And and probably the one I'm really really uh, keen is we, we've got a. a uh, Ex RFL player who's going to be joining us throughout the out the season as well. Who's going to offer some insight uh, into the you know, what's going on around Riverland football uh, at the moment? And um, he's a, he's a pretty cheeky fellow. We're, we're looking forward to having him on the pod, aren't we? That's right. And it wouldn't be a footy show without some expert comments. Uh, is probably the best way to say it from a past player. So we're looking yep. really forward to that and revealing a little bit more. So uh, yeah, we're looking uh, for all. Uh, we're looking ahead to all of that this season, but we're also really needing your support there for everyone who's listening out there. If you'd like to uh, help us be able to make this uh, a ongoing thing, and, and it's a platform for Riverland football, so use it. Uh, we're here, so make sure you contact our ads team at marksupriverland at gmail.com, and we can get you started for as little as $40 a segment. Yeah, that's money for jam, mate. It's uh, yeah, and some of these segments are going to be rippers. So I think we'll have a few businesses getting on board for sure. So let's get to it and uh, get on with our show for this week. And let's just um, let let's just rewind a little bit uh, to our chat with about Loxton last week because we've had some great interaction online during the week with our best eighteen, haven't we, Dillo? We do. We've got a few comments there. We might quickly rip through them because we thought some of them were pretty amusing, didn't we? So it's been great to have that interaction with our, our listeners and, and followers on Marks Up as well. So um, so obviously, yeah, we picked the locks and best 18. And uh, Stephen Kosh has said uh, to uh, poor old Raph Little, on, on the edge slash old Raph Little, and Raph's come back with you know, stepping down because he's sick of getting tagged every week. So we liked that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, and uh, loving one from a uh, uh, from a stalwart uh, down there in uh, Rob Venning because uh, Les uh, Langy, we heard from him on the discussion as well, and he uh, was quite excited about um, his, the, the Loxton's best eighteen. But uh, Rob Venning uh, just reminding Les Langy, uh, it's his job to cut up the oranges for half time. Well, Les is probably the bloke that would do that. He does everything around there, doesn't yeah. he? He's the prezi. You know, he'll probably give the the rubs at half time and he cut up the oranges and he's just the, the man at Loxton. So we love Les. Uh, what about Brad Dubes, mate? He's uh, said to Lockie Bradley, he won't catch fish out there on a Saturday. So maybe a keen fisherman, Lockie. And uh, he's right. He's not going to catch fish on the footy field, is he? He's, if he wants to do that, he needs to bloody pull his socks up and, and get out on the, on the boat rather than on the footy field. But that, no, I'm sure Loxton are glad to have him out there instead. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Uh, be wanting him catching a footy uh, and leave the fish for Sunday, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Sunday's a good day for fishing. Yeah, so great to uh, hear your comments on uh, 
the Marks Up Facebook page there. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out because we're going to be talking about Renmark's best 18 this week and also Ramco's best 18. So we'll get to that later in the show. Uh, but first of all, mate, um, let's just do a little bit of a recap of Renmark's season. Now, we don't have to say too much more than uh, back-to-back premiers, don't we? Yeah, they're... Um They've been tremendous for not just the last couple of seasons, but obviously previously to that, you know, they lost to, to Waker in 2018 and it's been a slow build. You know, Matty Martin started to build that up and then Fates has come in, in the past couple of years and with his professionalism and, and what he's done with the club has been terrific as well. So um, they've, they've done it with a mostly local group as well, which is really exciting for the football club. They've brought their juniors up. They don't have too many travelling or paid players. Um you know that's that's pretty rare in footy these days. So they're in a really good spot, not just this year, but going forward um, with the things they're doing, and not just the A grade level either. Lines, it's it's all the way through. So, um, but you know that's what we probably should expect from the team. There's, you know, it's the, the town that's got the biggest population. So, Redmark has probably underachieved for a lot of years, and now they're starting to um, get some rewards because they've done uh, put the right things in place. And we're into a well, a third year of uh, Josh Vader's reign down there. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty good record, and uh, we'll talk to him later about his thoughts on local players and uh, what the club's been doing down there. But uh, you know, just uh, looking back at their season last year, look the the whole COVID thing. Look, it was um, something that was all out of our control, but somehow the like everyone. Uh, Renmark got on with the job and in a big way uh, that because we, we remember they were poised for a top two, but just the way things felt, they had to go the long way to the grand final. And when we didn't know that we were going to be playing football week to week, these guys just kept delivering every week and on and delivered on the big day. So it's quite a testament uh, to their resilience and also uh, being a flexible side as well. And they're probably, they're probably slow starters as well. Remember they lost the Loxton round. Yeah one last year. Loxton North pushed them at one stage as well. They certainly weren't performing at their best early on. And I know they had a few of their guys out at the time, um, but that's obviously that they've got that depth that they can cover that, but they obviously timed their run perfectly and um, yeah, just finished off beautifully on grand final day. Yeah. And a very versatile side as well. I mean, we did see um, a, a lot of their goals come from uh, Nathan Zunik, uh, Zuma, um, Last season, uh, but they were they were able to find answers everywhere. When there was, uh, they lost uh, Zuma for a leg injury uh, mid-season. Um, so, and they were just able to. Uh, Tim Blight uh, picked up the uh, picked up the slack there and was able to uh, take on that, that focus as the as the full forward there. So, um, and Tom Charlton as well, obviously. and Tom Charlton as well, who came in from Clare so. and just slotted beautifully into that side. So it's going to be and interesting. Lockie Lowman too. He, I mean, yeah. they had four of the top, I think, eight or nine goal kickers, which is pretty remarkable. But none of them, sort of, you know, right out in front. It was just a really good spread. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. So we'll, uh, we, yeah, so um, get excited, uh, Rovers fans, because uh, we're going to be talking with Josh. In fact, let's get to it now because he's just actually joined into our Zoom green room here on the Kick Ons Early Edition. Uh, so let's get straight to it. Let's pull the covers back off the Ferrari and take a look at how the reigning RFL premiers are looking for 2022 as we welcome back to the Kick Ons podcast, Renmark A grade coach Josh Vader. Vates, how are you tonight? Good, thanks, Brendan. How about yourself? Yeah, doing well, mate. Doing very well. It's good to see you again and uh, coming back uh, to us here on the Kick-Ons podcast, mate. 
look, coming into um, a season as reigning premiers is one thing, uh, but does coming in back-to-back carry a different expectation, maybe a different kind of pressure for you? Uh, I suppose not internally, uh, maybe externally, I suppose. Yep. I mean, in terms of expectations that others put on us, I, I can't, we can't really control that. But internally, that there's, we don't really feel the pressure at all um, and haven't talked about it. I mean, winning premierships is amazing and, and we've been really fortunate enough to, to have a group that's got it right at the right times um, of the year in the last couple, few years. Um, but at the same time, what's what happened last year won't help us uh, with win games this year. So... Um, we reset and, we're, and that's why we play footy. We, we need to reset and hopefully um, be able to produce this year. Would be nice. Absolutely, man. You, you've kept a pretty steady team over the past few years since you've taken over, or even but prior to that, the, the club hasn't really turned over a lot of players, which has um, been very handy. But you have brought in some handy firepower this year with uh, Dan Wolford, brother of um, Matt and Tim, joining you guys. Can you tell us a little bit about him and, and how good it is to have the, the three brothers playing together? Yeah, well, your, your first point there in terms of um, keeping numbers, we've that was something that actually when I first moved to the Riverland and, and I decided to live and, and eventually play at Renmark was the fact that there's such a good local base um, and, and we're really fortunate and that's something that myself and um, the club and the, and the committee of, of the club have been really passionate about making sure that we, we look after our locals and, and that's how, in our view, and how we've gone about trying to build sustained success is, is looking after blokes that are on the training track Tuesday and Thursday nights. And um, and that's been, we're in a really fortunate position that we've had a lot of blokes locally. Um, obviously there's a few changes here and there each year. And um, and I suppose last year, just touching on Jack Agostino, him coming up last year was amazing. And, and he's had to retire um, due to some head, a number of head knocks um, and concussion worries. So that's really sad that he's not able to continue playing footy, but um, I suppose almost in his place um, comes Dan Wolford and Dan's been um, super keen to come for a couple of years now. Um, Him and I have have actually spoken a little bit over the last few years and not even trying. It's almost like I think at one point I spoke to him um, early in this preseason or or maybe it was late last year and he's like, it wasn't trying to convince him to come. He's like, mate, so I'm, I'm coming to play next year. I'm like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, and which is awesome. We're, we're so keen to have him up and, and obviously love Dan and uh, love, love Dan to be able to play with his brothers, um, Tim and Matt. Um, they've been so fantastic for our footy club for a number of years now and, and to be able to have Dan come on board and, um, and I suppose more family connections is awesome. Is he a similar sort of player to those guys, or Maddie's obviously you know he's a big accumulator. Timmy's a little bit different again. I was going to say, do you think Tim and Matt play similar? No, no, no. Not Matt, right. Matt will take that as a big uh, feather <laughs> in the cap that he thinks he can yeah. win all the <laughs> contested balls that Tim wins, <laughs> and Tim will take it as a feather in the cap that you think he can cover the ground like Matt. Probably, yeah, so. that's it. <laughs> Um, no, probably probably a bit more similar to Matt. Um, similar in size, I suppose, as well, in terms of height and build. And, uh, yeah, Dan covers the ground really, really well. Mm-hmm. Tim covers the ground well as well. Maybe not quite to, to Matt's level. but He's a player pretty well, doesn't he? No, no, one, uh, no one covers it as well as Matt probably. But, um, yeah, Dan, Dan moves really well. He, he spent some time there. Their family always come up here in January to holiday. And um, we, I, we caught up and we did some running together and, yeah, moves pretty well across the ground. And um, we played trial a few weeks ago and he fitted in with the group really well. He enjoyed a tinny trip to the brewery in January as well when he was up um, getting around the boys. So, um, no, he'll fit in really well. 
Yeah, excellent, mate. And it sounds like uh, you, you keep all, all parties of the family happy with that answer as well. Everyone's getting a bit of love on that one. So, yeah, good stuff, there's, mate. There's an, election com- there's an election coming up, mate. I mean, practicing talking like a politician. <laughs> are we talking mayor of Renmark, Paringa, are we? Oh, no. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> okay, cool, mate. Yeah, you, you probably are a chance, mate. Two flags in three years. You, you'd be up there. <laughs> nah, nah, I steer clear of that well and truly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you just touched on a little bit earlier about some of the the guys that are that are coming through that you've invested in um, locally, and we saw some very impressive seasons from them last year. These younger blokes, Jack Austin, Will Stockman, a great grand final, Ricky Garrett, um, Harrison Brown. Um, could, uh, they've come a long way in establishing themselves as A grade footballers. Are they the type of guys that uh, might be cementing their their place in the side this year. Yeah, I'd probably almost go a step further than that in terms of the expectation. I hope they hear this as well. Um, <laughs> in terms of the expectation of uh, some of those guys you mentioned have aren't in their f- second or third year of, of senior footy. Some of them have been around for five or six years in senior footy. I someone has to take the mantle of, of who's the, who's the, who are the guys and the group that's going to drive it. And, and all those guys you mentioned, plus a bunch of others that have now, um, like I say, they're going into probably their fifth, sixth, some of them maybe even seventh year of, of senior footy. Yeah. Uh, no uh, Nathan Zernick this year, obviously travelling overseas. You'll have the need to find another 30 goals this year. Who do you expect to stand up in the forward line or would that be a bit more of an even spread, do you think? Or You had Tom Charlton obviously up there that kicked a lot of goals last year as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sad that Zuma's leaving, actually, when he told yeah, me. I was a bit yeah. devastating. A ripper bloke to have around, super funny. Um, and he's been looking in really good condition. He keeps been, he's been telling me for a couple of years that he's going to become an inside mid um, and he's been in the gym. Um, and he's, he's been still training with us a little bit as well. But, yeah, so he heads off overseas to Canada. Um, he reckons he's growing his hair out and um, going to get some dreadlocks and all sorts of stuff So, and live it up there in Whistler. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll – I mean, a philosophy of mine has not been we have a key forward or a couple of key forwards that kick all our goals. If, if blokes um, have good seasons and kick 20, 30, 40 goals, that's awesome. But at the same time, who kicks our goals? I don't care. Um, it's it's a team game as long as we work together. And, and if they fall in Zuma's lap or if they fall in someone else's lap, well um, – well, it's just benefit the team to, to who, we, who we can spread them around to. Having said that, obviously, yeah, Zuma leaves, there's opportunities to open up for, for other people. Um, so we'll see who can put their hand up and, and take those opportunities. And uh, you, yourself, Wakeree, you've been the measuring stick of the competition in recent years, but with Loxton uh, potentially in there again, do you expect it to be a, a challenge um, at, at the top, occupying that top two spot that you've been so comfortable with the last few years? Yeah, um, I mean, Wakery will always be good. I know, I don't actually, to be honest with you, I haven't heard a whole heap out of other clubs. I know Barry recruited a bit, um, so I expect them to be to be better again. I think they, they made some real improvements under Booger the last couple of years, and, and he's left them in, in a much better standing than when um, he took over. So sort of kudos to him. I take my hat off to him and his work. For sure. And who are some of the kids, mate, that you think might be coming out of uh, the under-18 team from last year that might be able to make that step up into, into senior football? Somebody, Anyone that's really impressed on the training track so far? Yeah, there's a few. Um, there's a few that look really good. Decky Johnson um, moves well and handles the ball well, um, has come up. Um, Dane Austin is on a similar gym routine to his brother Jack and physically just looking really, really good. Um, Batter was a little bit of niggle, niggle injury um, the last month or so, but he's um, looking really good. 
Um, and Morgan Edwards is probably the one that's surprised me. I, I, anytime we're doing doing a drill and have defenders involved, I don't. I ain't even said it tonight. I don't want to be against him. He seems to. He's a little bit of Lloyd Croft about him um, in terms of hunting at the, the ball and the body, and, and he's been really impressive. He's the one that's probably stood out to me of those young boys coming up. Yeah, a bit later we're chatting with uh, Zach Gardery and uh, him and Alex Haynes seem to have quite a healthy rivalry with the top ruck spot, but they also seem to work really well together, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I think Harry probably um, for now probably almost eight years has been Renmark's ruckman, haven't had really anyone else to, to lend a hand. A few people have pinch hit here and there. And um, to have Alex uh, come up over the last couple of years, probably has um, given Harry a bit of almost a breath of fresh air, a bit, a bit of, like you say, a little bit of healthy competition to go, hey, who wants to start there? Who's going to start in the ruck here? And and we were able last year to, to balance the side well, to have them both in there. And it, and it complements each other. Like they complement each other last year with with being able to give each other a rest and they both can value add um, when they come in. And we certainly don't lose anything when one's in and one's out. Um, both have actually been really impressive on the track this year as well. Um, Harry's looking really, really fit. Um, he, I suppose he spoke to him a couple of weeks ago about it and, and he felt last year he, he was a bit frustrated with his body and just didn't quite get himself in the, in the right condition and with a couple of niggly injuries. So he's looking really good. Smokey, um, like Alex Haynes has, has been really good all preseason as well. He's a voice and, um, and I suppose development over the preseason has been impressive. So really excited to see what those two boys can do throughout the year and develop their game beyond Ruckman as well. So that's um, one of the things I've sort of pushed when starting in 2019 is, is that I don't want one-dimensional players that can only play one position because you you become useless to me if that one position doesn't work in a game. So, um, yeah, no, look, look to see those guys playing a couple of different positions this year at times. Yeah, excellent, mate. Well, thanks for joining us. And just a word to the wise, you mentioned you hadn't heard much out the other clubs. You can download the kick-ons early edition and hear all about it there, mate. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I've been meaning to it. Harry, Harrison Brown, he was telling me he was listening to them all on the uh, on the drive to Adelaide the other day. And I said, yeah, well, what, what gossip you got for me? I'm, I haven't had two minutes to scratch myself at, um, the last few weeks. So I haven't, I've, I've seen them pop up on Facebook. I do... I've been intending to um, to get in and get the inside scoop on a few clubs, so I'll do a bit of research before the season kicks off. Yeah, indeed, Beautiful little mate. plug there, Lindsay. I like that. <laughs> I never miss an opportunity. But, uh, Josh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we wish you all the best for season 2022. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. Make sure you get stuck in a hairy for me. Well, look out, Harry, because uh, we're coming for you next. <laughs> so we'll be talking with Zach Gartry a little bit later. But, Dillo, um, yeah, he, he's just all over it, isn't he, Josh Vader? He just got this – yeah, we, we said it was a Ferrari. It's just a world oil machine, isn't it, the Renmark Football Club at the moment? It is. They've got that beautiful mix of young and old, experienced and inexperienced, um, inside, outside. It's um, just a really – you know, it'd be a pleasure to coach that team, I think. But obviously, Josh brings his own um, you know, brand to the club as well as, as a coach and a player, and um, you know, they're, they're in a really good place. They certainly are. So let's uh, let's dive into it. And uh, we've uh, been sitting around moving the uh, the, the magnets around our uh, marks up clipboard uh, tonight, and uh, we've uh, put a bit of thought into it. And uh, here we go because there's a lot r- resting on this. This is the one of the best sides in the competition we've seen. So we've, the weight's on our shoulders to get this right. So let's start with the front six. We are going Lockie Lerman, Jack Austin. 
Grady Obst, Tom Charlton, Timmy Blight, and Kel Morath up the front. Yep, it's um, it's pretty handy. You know, we we mentioned a few of those guys. Lockie, Tom, and, and Tim kicked you know seventy goals between them last year. Uh, you throw in big Jack Austin there, who sounds like he's been working hard over the off season um, up at full forward. Grady Obst is just a, a quality player, and Kel Morath can play you know most positions as well. So they're um, they're pretty versatile up forward. Without the, you know they've got big Jack up there, but they don't have a lot of huge height or anything like that. Tim Blight's a big boy, but he's not, you know, six six or anything like that. So they're a um they're a very versatile forward line and it's probably very hard to match up on, I'd imagine. Yeah, and I like how this front six works both ways. You've got Lockie Lelman who's that kind of uh, he comes in like a winger, just sweeps in and uh, off half forward, kicking goals on the run. But then he's also really uh, really potent in the air as well. Um, surprisingly for a a, uh, a, a mid-sized type of guy. Tim Blight, another guy that works uh, as a lead-out full forward, yet he's he's good on the run as well. And Grady Obes, just a workhorse there. And, you know, we've we've settled on him down the front, but we know he can actually pay, play really good around the mid as well. Yeah, so, he'll, he'll pinch it in there for sure. Absolutely. He's, he's a quality quality player and has been for a long time. So, And we've seen, seen him do that in uh, previous years where he, he has gone in the middle and just dominated for patches of games. He has. Uh, now we look across the centre. Uh, we got uh, plenty of run here with Ricky Garrett, Matt Wolford and Brody Rover. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was good to talk to Vates about some of these guys and, and he mentioned Ricky when, when we spoke to him about how he's really – established himself as a, one of their top contributors out there in the wing. We know what Matty Wolford brings. He just gut runs every every uh, week and um, you know, just racks up plenty of touches of the footy and, and uses it really well. And we've gone with Brody Rover on the wing, um, a guy that can play pretty well anywhere. We'll talk a little bit about Brody soon, but um, you know, we're, we're thinking he might sort of cement his spot in the A-grade side this year too. And this line here, mate. For a second, I thought that you hadn't given up coaching because you were sweating on this like uh, like it was Friday night before the game, uh, getting this <laughs> half back line right, mate. Well, it's a good half back line. It is. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, Fraser Sampson, uh, jumping Will Stockman, and uh, Timmy Wolford. Well, they were probably the three of the best players in the grand final last year, weren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, Will Stockman was brilliant taking some of those marks across halfback. Fraser Sampson just doing what he does, reading the play, sweeping across halfback there and, and setting up play. And and uh, Timmy Wilford, you know, the medalist, he's just a, a brilliant player and um, very very handy halfback line when you've got the, you know, Fraser and, and Tim who can just, you know, run off those back flanks. And Tim's pretty versatile too. You know? And Fate spoke about that versatility within the team that these guys can play multiple positions. And he's another one of those guys um, you know, who can who can run through the middle and do some damage in there too. So that's um that's a pretty handy halfback. And I know you're big on the halfback of Remark and Wakery. Both of them got good halfbacks and this is um this is no exception here, is it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like, dude, we we got to highlight uh, Tim's uh, efforts last year. Obviously, uh, Willis medalist, and he was injured um, for mm. the the back end of the season and <laughs> returned for the grand final. And he just he just slotted in perfectly. It, it was like he hadn't been away from the game, and it it just highlights how a quality player of he 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 is, and how simple the role was just floating across half back and just making those rebounds and just making mm-hmm. it 
a, a real hard day's work uh, for, for Wakery on that big day. So, um, yeah, it would be great to see him uh, in back in full flight this year. And uh, rounding out the back six, uh, we have got Trevor Thorpe, Jake Anspach, and Harry Brown. Yeah, there's probably a few guys they could rotate through that full back line. Yeah, Harry Beavis is another one. Um, you know, they might throw like a Jaden Bonner through there as well, potentially. Um, even Dave Kinnear can play forward or back, so he might be one that plays there. Um, but, yeah, that's, a, that's once again, it's pretty quality. Thorpe is an interesting one, and, and Vates mentioned him. He's sort of at the twilight of his career now, but he's a he's a quality player, Trevor, and, and Jake's been pretty brilliant at, uh, in that back line. Um for, for a number of years now too. So they're, uh, they're pretty well stocked down back row, Mark. Certainly are. And uh, the ruck, uh, now we've, we're going to have to uh, uh, apologise to Zach uh, when he gets here, but uh, we know it is a shared role though, um, this That's ruck right. positions. But uh, we've uh, decided just to start off uh, this uh, theoretical match uh, that we're uh, putting this best 18 together for, we're going to go with Alex Haynes on the first rotation and the uh, the new inclusion, uh, Dan Wolford, who we just heard about, and uh, the man himself, uh, Josh Vader. Yeah, we're not sure about Dan. We're, I mean, he could play play a number of positions by the sounds of it, but we chucked him in the middle. Um, so it's interesting to see what he's capable of and um, what type of player he is. Like we mentioned with Josh, whether he's a bit of a mix of Tim and, and Matt. Alex is just a tremendous um, young talent. He's coming in a bit of a similar mould to Brody Thompson, I think. Um, sort of that young athletic ruckman, and then Josh Vader. Obviously, you know we know we know how classy Vates is. So, um, you know, they're they're midfield as good as anyone's. So, with all that in mind, that's the best eighteen. But we've had to really uh, put our thinking caps on because there's such quality and some the younger guys coming through. But uh, look, we've uh, landed, and this isn't um, it, just a coincidence that we're talking about the Renmark Rovers, and we've landed on Brody Rover as their one to watch. Uh, but uh, look, we, we've got to go where the talent is, don't we? Yeah, I'm just really, I'm really interested to see how he goes this year because he has been knocking on the door for a long time, but just hasn't been able to break into that A grade side. He's um so so he's been biding his time in the under 18s and B grade. He was the, the runner up in the B grade medal last year. I think he got 14 votes, um, which is a, a pretty good effort. Effort. Um, he's tall. He's athletic. He comes from good stock. He's the son of former Rover and uh, Pringus one Jason Rover, who I, I know really well and, and played a fair bit of footy with. I think he'll get his opportunity this season. I know he's probably pretty versatile, and Vates probably can throw him up four. We can throw him in the ruck and throw him on the wing, which is where we've got him. I know he's courted by a couple of other clubs this season um, mm. who probably saw him in the B grade and thought, well, this bloke could really add to our side um, in, in the A grade. And uh, he's knocked that back and decided to stay loyal to the Rovers. So good on him, and we hope to, um, to see him out there dominating for the uh, for Remark this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's great to hear, and I guess just reaffirms the point that Josh was talking about. Uh, having a local list and you know backing in these guys and looks like um, you know we we think he's going to get his chance this year so we look forward to that and uh, something you can look forward to this week as well is when the best 18 drops uh, for 
mark. So get on there and, uh, yeah, interact with us, um, have your say, and uh, we look forward to hearing you on that one. So... With all that said, um, we we talked about Renmark's rotating ruck, uh, so let's get to the other side of their ruck rotation, and let's uh, get Zach Gartry joining us next here on the Kick-Ons podcast. We said we were going to have some premiership stars on this show, and we've got a dual premiership player, and who was actually fourth best in the 2019 RFL Grand Final, and... He's actually um, a Riverland basketball MVP, and that man is Zach Gardery from the Renmark Rovers. Thanks for joining us on the Kick-Ons Early Edition. Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. So after that intro, it leads me to this. I reckon this is the big question. Do basketballers make the best ruckman? <laughs> oh, well, you know, it's obviously going to help, isn't it, running and jumping and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll say it works, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, mate. So it's been an interesting couple of years for you. You only played the 11 games last year, and you, um, I understand you had a few injuries and things like that, and you sort of had that, um, I guess, a healthy rivalry with uh, with Alex Haynes for that number one ruck spot. Has him, him coming into the size of a young fella helped you take your game to the next level as you guys sort of both obviously work together um, to, in that role, but also trying to get you know, to be that number one as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose, you know, starting off in my, you know, first hundred and whatever games, I never really had someone else there that can be a genuine ruckman as well, you know. So I've always had a bit of someone that can pinch hit, um, help me out a bit. But young Alex, you know, he's really, he's a genuine ruckman as well. And it's, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's healthy competition in my eyes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're different types of ruckman as well, aren't you? I mean, he's sort of probably more your, you know, big leap over the top of you. A bit more uh, sort of uh, bash and crash around the ground a bit. Would that be correct? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Alex, um, yeah, he's definitely an athletic young lad. That's for sure. He's also a good basketballer too. So, mm. um, yeah. Ah, so, no, there we go. <laughs> My theory. I'm onto a theory here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So when uh, you first came in as a into the A grade side, look, did you ever think you'd be sitting here as a dual premiership player? Oh, definitely, definitely not. Um, I guess back there I wasn't really thinking about it too much. I was just trying to get a kick, but yeah, no, it's it's, um, it's pretty unbelievable to to do that. You know, dual premiership player. Hopefully, more. more. So yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. And like you mentioned as well, Lions, he got you know, his fourth best in that uh, 2019 grand final, kicked the goal in last year. So you, you're not afraid to perform well on, on the big stage, mate. Is that something you pride yourself on, being able to play well in those big games? Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess just big games, big pressure, a lot of adrenaline. Um, yeah, it definitely works works well. So, yeah, I do a lot of those big games. Um, everyone's watching. It's it's, um, it's good to be able to actually perform and contribute in a way, I suppose. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, and uh, Vates has come to the club and just gone bang, bang, there we go. Uh, there's two, there's a back-to-back premiership. What's he like as an A-grade coach, though? In Can you tell us a little bit uh, from the inner sanctum? Oh, he's um, just the first word I think of is professionalism. Um, super professional. Um, yeah, it comes from a he's pretty high-caliber player. Um, he's played a lot of zone footy, obviously played at Centrals. And, um, yeah, he's just a superstar player, but also to to um, bring it to the coaching table as well, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, just professional is what I'd 
is my biggest word for him. Yeah, nice. Now, mate, we do hear there's been a few blokes who haven't been afraid to get the rig out of training this year. Can you tell us a little bit about those guys? And you know, it's there's always one at every club, isn't there? Yeah, we got we definitely got a couple. Um, Jack Austin and Kel Morath. They're probably <laughs> uh, they've been working pretty hard. So if I had a rig like theirs, I'd get it out too. That's for sure. <laughs> no, we, well, Vates reckons uh, yours yours isn't too bad, mate. As well, you got the body, uh, you know, work, working hard in the gym and everything like that, and looking pretty pretty fit this year, mate, which is really good. Yeah, you know, I think um, last year I was probably a bit heavy. Um, probably wasn't training as hard as I should have, and maybe eating a bit too much. But um, yeah, I've, I've definitely I've shed a few kilos, so feeling good. Yeah, I can I can relate to that, Lindsay. <laughs> I think we both can, <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Zach, tell us. Um, you know, I've I've always uh, kind of looked at uh, Ruckers almost like to, to someone outside the game. It's like this, almost like a bit of a dark art that your attentions. Um, high at the ball, but you, you managed to find your guys in the engine room. Like, the, the, who, who's one of your favourite guys that you just have this connection to that you can just tap them to the ball every time? Oh, probably, yeah. Me and Vase have a pretty good connection. Um, as soon as he sort of came to the club in 2018, um, yeah, we always had that bit of a touch, but, oh, yeah, it's really, really anyone. It's it's sort of the group we've got at the moment. Our, our whole midfield group's really tight. And um, even when Alex goes in there too, you know, we're all pretty pretty tight and we work pretty hard at training on it. So, yeah. And there's obviously a lot of uh, top ruckmen around the league, guys like Craig Fisher, Craig Miller's obviously been at it for a long, long time. Who's been the toughest over the journey? Um, maybe you know, guys that might have might have hung up the boots and, and in the current uh, game as well, because you've been been around the club in the A grade side for ten years now, so you would have seen a few. Yeah, I remember um, early days. It was always um, I remember my first game. Uh, I had the ruck against Ash Montgomery, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty intimidating, uh, but. Oh, probably yeah. Like um, Craig Fisher's a big guy. He's he's always hard to get up and around. And um, uh, young Brody Thompson's pretty pretty jumpy. Um, yeah, so probably those guys. I reckon Matt, Matt Hample's also a very good ruckman too. So. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Excellent, mate. Well, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's been great chatting to you, and we wish you all the best uh, for the season ahead, mate. And uh, we're we're glad um, that with being the, on the Zoom call, you've kept the shirt on, mate. We're we're quite happy about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> We, we might have to get uh, Jack Austin on here and see if he rips yeah. it off, mate. Yeah, yeah but you can't, um, can't promise they'll keep their shits on. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, no, well, yeah that, that yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Great. Yeah, Zach, uh, thanks for joining us on the Kick-On's Early Edition. No jumpers. Thanks, boys. Thanks. So it was Zach Gartry joining us here on the Kick-On's Early Edition. And, uh, yeah, I told you, Dillo, I was working up to a bit of a theory. And, um, look, oh, I think I've been proven right. Well, Zach certainly backed it up, didn't he? But of course, a basketballer is going to back that up and say, you know, that they they make good footballers. But you know, you're onto something. Him and Alex have that basketball background, so you could be onto onto it there, mate. Yeah, we could could well do. So, mate, um, that's our look at the reigning premiers of the RFL. Let's go down the other end of the river and let's talk about the reigning premiers of the independent competition in. Ramco and joining us next on the Kick-Ons podcast we're going to get straight to it with a man who picked up a flag in his first year coaching independent football when we spoke to him earlier this week on the Kick-Ons early edition. Actually we talked to you last year I'm pretty sure on the uh, Kick-Ons podcast so welcome back my friend. No worries thanks for having me. Excellent mate. How are we? Yeah yeah we're good uh, here mate and uh, look mate we've um 
Well, we've been watching uh, the progress of of the Roosters uh, last year, culminating in that great grand final win. Uh, but is this the first time in your coaching career you're coming into a season uh, defending a flag? And can you tell us a little bit what that's been like for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. First year, it was my first year coaching altogether last year. So, um, yeah, first year coming in as reigning premiers, it's, it's definitely interesting, that's for sure. But, yeah, we're just sort of trying to embrace the pressure down there, I suppose, and take it as it comes. Yeah. It's a it's a nice little way to start your coaching career, mate, with a flag. And um, it's fantastic you guys did that, broke that drought. I think it was about 16 years or 15 years, wasn't it? So so how do you keep that fire raging after that premiership? Because it must have been such an emotional win. You, know, you sort of got lost to that second semi. You come into the grand final, you knock off Sedan Canberra, who were hot favourites going in, and break that drought. How do you back that up now? Yeah, it is we sort of talked about at the end of the, of the year and the start of this year, like the start of training, um, it has been pretty difficult. I think there was, we're probably going to miss or lose seven or eight blokes from the team last year. And there's a couple of lads that missed out through injury or just weren't picked. So there's probably three or four lads as well that didn't play in that grand final. And then the new blokes coming in, obviously they missed out as well. So they're all pretty keen. We've got a group of probably 10 lads that are, that are keen to go again and well, keen to go and, yeah, give it a red-hot go. So it's not too bad. Some of the older boys are sort of, yeah, a bit hard to kick them up the bum and get them going, but <laughs> that's understandable. Has to be done, mate. Has to be done. Yeah, that's right. That's it, mate. Cracking the cracking the whip as the coach. But, uh, yeah, uh, with, with such wholesale changes like that, look – um, what what's it like uh, as a coach trying to get all those new faces to gel together uh, in in the time you've got over preseason? Yeah, it is difficult. We sort of faced the same thing last year as well. I think most years, sort of up there, as new players coming in, it's just one of those things you got to try and deal with it. You got to try and organise a few um, trial games. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do that this year, but yeah, just try and get them on the track as much as possible. And then once the season gets going, the more games you get into it, like into the group as one, then the better you'll be, but yeah. Now, now I know you've obviously got some pretty handy players coming in to replace those guys you lost. You know, you've got guys like Jack Parfitt coming across. Um, you know, he's a former Wakery player. Brody Fridley's previously played for the club. Uh, I know this bloke isn't in his in his prime, but Maxi Baddick, what a great inclusion for the for, for your forward line. He kicked 100 goals in the independence once, didn't he? Or close uh, to I think he might have, yeah. It wouldn't he was surprise the mark. He he's kicked a few independence, yeah. I reckon. So, yeah. Definitely good to have him back. He's looking pretty fit too, so yeah, see how he goes. And with Max coming in, uh, does that take some heat off someone like Cade Muir this season? Uh, he kicked a lot of goals last year, uh, but he always uh, was held back uh, in in a way that because he was getting uh, always cop the uh, the best defender from the opposition, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he's Cade's one of those players. It doesn't matter who you put on him; he's always going to influence the game at some stage so you just got to let him sort of go but having Maxi back yeah it's definitely going to take the heat off him it's pretty exciting really but we're just trying to keep a lid on it at the moment for sure mate and what's your thoughts on the the split between the uh, RFL and independent clubs mate obviously going the separate ways in 2023 and uh, how's the club feeling about that um I'm not really sure how I feel about it at the moment actually it's sort of it's one of those things you yeah it could be good for the independents, I think, to sort of take control of their own future and make decisions for themselves sort of thing. But, yeah, it's going to take a few more volunteers and stuff to keep it running, but I suppose we're just going to have to pull together and get it done. 
we haven't really discussed it too much at club level. Um, we've got a committee meeting coming up Sunday, I think, so we'll have a decent chat about it then. I suppose for you guys as players, you just get on with the job, don't you? Get out there and, and do your thing. Yeah, that's right. Not much is really going to change for us on field, but yeah, club level and sort of above, we'll just see what happens, I suppose. Yep, and uh, you're playing the role of the, the playing coach again this year. Um, how do you see your role fitting into the side? And look, could you just tell uh, for some some uh, people out there, because it's, um, it's not something we hear a lot in, it happens a lot in country football, but it's not something that's done so much in league football. What's it like having to put your head into those into those two areas of being a player and a coach? Oh, I To be honest, I probably prefer coaching from on the ground because I reckon I can see more and you get a bit more of a feel for the game. So, And I've sort of been playing down back as well, so you, everything's all in front of you. You get a bit of a feel for what's happening down back and then you can sort of see the play unfolding. So I don't mind doing it on-field. I probably feel closer to the game there than what I do off-field. Um, in saying that, I wasn't going to try and play too much this year, but we've lost a couple of tools, so I might have to. <laughs> we'll yeah, see how we go. <laughs> always the way, isn't it? You're sort of thinking, oh, no, I'm not going to play, I'm not going to play, and then guess around round yeah, one, you go, oh, hang on, no, I've got to pull the boots on again. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have yeah. to get fit here. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I'm, oh, no, sorry. go ahead, Dillo. Oh, so, oh, yeah, so... Um, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the the, the guys that are coming in, mate? You've, um, you know, we spoke about some of those guys you lost, but um, what about uh, Brody Hawk and Jack and Wiley Moxham? I think some of those guys are sort of younger fellas, aren't they, coming up through the ranks? Yeah, yeah. Jack and Wiley Moxham, they'll be um, they'll be pretty handy, I reckon. They're sort of in and under sort of lads. They don't muck around too much. Um, definitely pretty raw, but, yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll get them keen and into it. Brody Hawk, I'm pretty excited about. He's sort of a big body midfielder, pretty similar to how Josh Andrew Warther played for us. Oh yeah, uh, sort of inside mid, and his skills are pretty awesome. So, yeah, he's that's Cam Hawk's cousin as well. So I was going to ask good. if he's related to Cam. I thought he might have been a brother, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah good pedigree. He played juniors footy for us as well, yeah. like a while ago. So yeah, he's definitely a handy one to have in. Well, if he's got Cam's uh, talent, he's, he's certainly going to go far. Yeah, I'm looking for. Oh well, we've already seen both a banter between those two on the chat. I was so. going to say both, both on and off the field. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, Jamie, uh, thanks for joining us on the Kickons Early Edition and letting us into the inner sanctum of the Roosters. Uh, it, it was a while uh, for that Premiership Cup to come back uh, to Ramco. So, uh, mate, we wish you all the best in keeping it there in season 2022. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. Jamie O'Callaghan joining us from downriver at the Ramco Roosters there, Dillo. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to face challenges, though. Like, it's, it happens a lot, of cl- at a lot of clubs. When there is that premiership drought and then they finally win one, a lot of players tend to flock elsewhere and and then the, the challenge is on the coach to go, okay, how, how do I replace these guys? And, and um, you know, he's lost some quality there. You know, Andy Pryor, you know, he's just a marath- actual, actual marathon runner um, and a great footballer. Luke Hart, uh, Jaden Aldcroft, Brody Whitbourne, you know, these guys were key players during last year. Uh, Eamon Lawton as well. So some real quality players, but then he's bringing some, some really good guys in as well. So we'll talk about them shortly. And it has the potential to go the other way as well, that it could be the start of their window 
you know, your, your sides get that three to four year window of success, and this just might be the start of it as well. So it could go the other way uh, with some wise recruiting uh, for Ramco. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll watch it uh, very, very closely when things kick off uh, in a few weeks uh, with the independent competition. But uh, here we go, mate. Let's jump in. Let's put our necks on the line and uh, let's go for it. This is the Roosters' best 18 for 2022. And we'll start with the front six. We've got uh, the goal machine in Cade Muir, Max Baddock, and Cam Hawke up there across uh, full forward. Jack Moxham, Adam Burkett, and Daniel Donnelly. What do you make of that front six? Well, just that full forward line, that's just, that'd be the most talented full forward line in the competition, I'd say. Um, if Cam, when Cam Hawke's up and about and he's fit, you know, he's one of the best players to watch in independence. Maxi Baddock has kicked a truckload of goals in independent football, comes back from playing uh, seniors at Udunda Robertstown or the Southern Saints. And we all saw what Cade Muir did last year. That, yeah, Adam Burkett playing at centre-half forward, he absolutely destroyed us in the game last year. Um, a very handy player. And Moxham you know, and, and I don't know a huge amount about, but Daniel Donnelly's been a, a quality midfielder for them for a lot of years, but on the half-forward flank, so that's a good sign. And then across the middle, we got uh, Ricky Carter, Josh Andrew Warther, Caleb Kuschel, uh, who's a fellow that featured uh, quite uh, prominently in that premiership side last year. And uh, then we shift to inter-defence now, to the half-back line, uh, Adam Weir, Brody Frid, and Peter Elliott. Yeah, that half-back line, uh, very handy. Brody Frid, I think he spent a few years at Barmer Monash. Um, Adam Weir, very good player as well. Peter Elliott came across maybe from uh, down Strathalbyn Way or somewhere around there, I think, or might have been from Adelaide last year. Um, and he, he was very handy for them, particularly early on in the year, Peter Elliott. So um, it's great that they've been able to uh, keep him involved with the Roosters in uh, 2022. And then rounding up the uh, the back six is Matt Shannon and also Jamie O himself at fullback and Chris Allen. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, like we spoke with Jamie earlier. He'll probably have that similar role uh, down the back there, uh, kind of you know, directing traffic, uh, as he says he likes to do there uh, as the playing coach. But, uh, yeah, uh, this was a back line that, well, stopped Sedan Cambrai in its tracks. So if we see that form again, uh, quite a formidable uh, back line. Yeah, I love Jamie O back there. He he says it perfectly. He reads the play really well. Um, obviously, he's that bigger body, so he can take those big big forwards as well. Um, yeah, I, I really rate him back there. So it's it's been an interesting move from him because he's obviously done a fair bit of ruck work. He's played a bit forward as well, so it's a complete switch to go down and back. And but it, obviously, it suits him in the way he coaches as well. So um, no, it's a good spot for him. And who we got in the engine room, mate? So Jack Parfit comes uh, comes back to the or back to the Riverland to come play. Nathan Hart, quality player, you know he can play anywhere on the ground. He's one of those guys that can play, you know, full forward. He can play on the wing. He can play in the midfield. Um, very handy guy to have on your side. And Brody yeah. Hawk as well, which um, which Jamie spoke about. You know he's a in, in under midfielder, so um, they're going to be pretty hard to stop in the midfield once again this year. They're, they're a really they love the contested ball, Ramco. They love, um, you know, getting their snouts in the trough, which is a term I love. And um, you know, I don't think anyone does it better in, in the independent competition than the Roosters. Yeah, and and a great example of that is Nathan Hart, like a big bodied uh, utility. That's uh, that's dangerous. That you can put him anywhere, and you know, just using that body and in those physical contests, um, you can understand why he was an integral part of that side last year. And 
plenty of times I've seen some of uh, Grant Schwartzkopf's great action shots where he's just got guys hanging off of him and he's he's standing <laughs> up in tackles, this fella. It's, oh, I love it. Yeah, he's a big unit and yeah, very talented player as well. So, And uh, look, mate, um, let's have a look because uh, this is where we tend to get a bit of discussion, isn't it, in some of the guys that might be knocking on the door. So landing on our one to watch for this week uh, for the Roosters, uh, we've we've kind of got a bit of a Ruckman vibe going on in this. Uh, we do this week, don't we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, we do. So yeah, Jack Parfitt's our one to watch this week. Um, former Wakery lad, you know, played all these juniors there. Um, you know, spent some time down at uh, a couple of years down at Mawson Lakes, and has decided to come back and drift downstream a few k's from Wakery to Ramco. So a very handy get. I know, I think um, Ramco have been working on him for a little while now. And um, like I mentioned, he gives them that uh, genuine sort of tap ruckman. He, he was a really good uh, up and comer for Wakery. So he'll go really well in the independent competition. He's been training the house down. Um, he's great at ground level. So he backs up, you know, follows up his own ruck work and, and uh, you know, guys like Nathan Hard or whoever's in that midfield, uh, Daniel Donnelly, whoever it is, they're going to be just, um, you know, feasting on his ruck taps. So it's going to be interesting to see how he goes. Indeed, mate. Well, we've uh, we've taken in all this uh, that we've heard tonight from uh, Josh Vader, Zach, and also uh, from further up the river with Jamie O'Callaghan at Ramco there, mate. So uh, let's uh, we've absorbed it all. Now we're just going to put it all out on the table with this. Oh, oh, no doubt. All I can say about Renmark is get on board. This is a club that is in the middle of something special. We keep saying they're the measuring stick of the competition, and that is for a reason. They are just that good. And with Josh Vader there bringing his quality experience, bringing in the professionalism he expects from his players, this is an outfit that is only just... I think uncovering how good it really is. I think there's still a lot more to uncover. And, well, the well that they're drawing from just keeps getting deeper and it's the depth is flowing out of this side. I can't really see them, uh, yeah, um, falling, from, falling from grace at all this season. I think Renmark are going to be right up there, and I think it's up to everyone else to catch up to this team. Yep. And what I love about Renmark is you know, that they have set the bar high, just like Wakery have as well. The clubs have set the bar high over the past you know, four or five years, and it's up to the other clubs to catch up now. So I'm interested to see what how the other clubs combat them this year and, and you know, how Renmark goes with being challenged by clubs who are, are trying to um, you know, obviously you know, uh emulate their efforts as well. So it's, there's definitely some challenges ahead for, for this Renmark side, but looking forward to seeing how they meet them head on. Now, looking at Ramco, the low down on Ramco is quite simple. These guys have, again, gone to their well, and they've dug deeper and found more talent. They've built on what they had last year. And again, I think it's going to be up to... It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be neck and neck, I think, between them and Sedan Cambrai as the one to beat. But, oh, I like the look of uh, what the uh, what the Roosters could serve up this season. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they'll definitely be up there. Sedan will be up there too. But, you know, I think it's going to be that close to the top this year with a couple other clubs as well. You know, I've obviously previously mentioned BSR. 
being up there, I think one could be up there. Browns was going to improve. Pring is going to improve. It's going to be bloody exciting. And once again, uh, well, Ramco now becomes the the hunted rather than the hunters. So they've got some uh, you know, work to do to make sure they keep ahead of the pack. And um, I'm sure Jamie o will be all over it. He will indeed. It's uh, it's going to be a long season ahead, but uh, it sounds like he's up for the task, both managing on the field and off the field. So we really look forward to that. Well, that parks us at the end of this kick-ons early edition, mate, and we're edging ever so closer to the start of the RFL and independent season that uh, we can, uh, we're starting to really feel it now, aren't we? Oh, definitely, mate. We're, what are we now, 16 days out from the, the first game. I'm sure the players are looking forward to it just even more than what we are to actually just, you know, get rid these trial games out of the way, get into round one. It's a, you know what I love, mate, is that, that, uh, that week of week one where you get the training and there's just a different vibe out there. You know, you're under lights now um, and you just, everything's absolutely buzzing. People are still pushing for round one selection. It's one of the greatest weeks of the footy year is the lead up to round one. And I think the only one that beats it is the, the lead up to, to grand final. So um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what 2022 brings. That's it, and we'll be bringing you everything you need to know ahead of round one uh, before it gets underway. And uh, we'll be back here next week on the Kick-Ons Early Edition.